0: I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 14 of ADHD for Smartass Women. What's a body double, and how can it help me get my work done? So we are taught that if we need to concentrate, we should isolate ourselves, right? Preferably, there'll be no distracting noise. We'll be in a little room. We'll all be by ourselves, and we're supposed to get a lot of work done. And I have to tell you that I was one of four kids, and so I grew up with Constant noise around me. And it wasn't until probably college or maybe even law school, I think it was college, that I realized that I couldn't focus when I was alone in my apartment. I had to go to the library. And the library was this giant room with a million tables, and it wasn't quiet at all. And I know my friends would just be appalled about the library and had no interest in going. So I usually have to go by myself. And I always wondered about that. I always wondered why everyone else needed quiet and to be alone. And I couldn't study without a lot of noise around me and people, like I had to have people around me, some noise. I should say a lot of people around me and some noise. Well, the ADHD brain, we know it works differently, right? Stimulants and caffeine. It amps neurotypicals up, but it typically calms most of us ADHDers down. I'm probably the exception. It's probably also similar to the reason that many of us learn better when we're moving. Or the fact that my son can't study without music, and and he studies with music with words. Somehow it activates and distracts a part of his brain so that he can actually quiet down and focus. Now, I can't do that at all. But many of us have discovered that working with someone else in a room, while counterintuitive, it's really an effective way to get our ADHD brains to focus. We're able to get things done so much more quickly this way. This is actually called using a body double. And while a lot of research is being done on ADHD, no one has discovered, like, why does this actually work? So let me back up a little bit. Linda Anderson is an ADHD coach, and she's the one who coined the term body double decades ago. And what she noticed is that her clients tended to have problems with repetitive, boring tasks and routines. And so she would ask them, What is the difference between the times that you're successful and you get a lot of work done and the times that you're not? And what her clients told her is that when they had someone else present, they were more likely to complete these repetitive, boring tasks. Having a body double helps almost all people with ADHD get work done that they don't want to do. And we're not sure, again, why this works, but Linda had some ideas. First, a body double serves as a physical anchor for the distracted person who feels more focused by the presence of another person. The distracted person feels responsible to and for the body double, which translates into this I can't waste this gift of time sort of feeling. Her second explanation is that the body double serves as a mirror, a calm reflection for the individual with ADHD of how his overstimulated mind and body would like to be in that moment. So it becomes the model of control and it mirrors back the message to the person with ADHD that, you know what? I can concentrate. I can work. I can be more focused. This is called the mirror neuron theory. But there's a whole bunch of disagreement in the scientific community that humans actually even have mirror neurons. So I'm not even sure about that. And the studies were done on monkeys. So I don't necessarily agree because this body double concept works for me when I'm by myself in a coffee shop and I feel no responsibility to anyone. And it also works for me when there are people around me who are not the model of control and they aren't concentrating or working or focused. But... I'm sure some of you can relate to Linda's thoughts. So her third theory of why this body double concept might work for those of us with ADHD, it resonates a little bit more with me. And her third theory is about the management and flow of energy around the body. So we've all heard of Feng Shui. It's been around for 5,000 or more years. And it's this art of balancing positive and negative energy in our living and workspaces. And so the thought is that maybe the body double helps to contain and calm energy in and around the people with ADHD. And for me personally, you know, I don't I don't get the accountability part. I don't feel a sense of responsibility to other people. For me, it's more about adding structure and this idea that people around me bringing their energy and that stimulates my brain in such a way that it brings me more clarity and focus. So the Feng Shui, the theory about management and flow of energy around the body, that one feels like it fits me a little bit better. So a body double addresses the problem of inattention and distraction. You know, This idea that I don't need to go find something that's stimulating, right? And I can completely relate to that. When I am in my home and I am trying to get work done, I am constantly distracted. I am constantly looking for other things to stimulate me versus if I am, for example, in a coffee shop, all that energy around me, it just calms me down. And I'm not looking for stimulation because I can feel it in the energy around me. Now, a body double is not supposed to provide coaching, tutoring, suggestions, ideas, you know, anything. And it's actually better if they're pretty much silent and they're working on their own thing. When people engage with me, that then just takes the energy from me, which also equates to distraction. So I really prefer the body double where I'm going into a coffee shop and I don't know the people that are there because that prevents me from engaging in conversation or sharing something with them, which then, you know, I go down a rabbit hole. So anyway, what this body double is doing is they're just helping you initiate the task by being there. And it works best again, if they're not holding you accountable, you know, parents are great, but if they're nagging you, they are not going to make a good body double because of the energy. Again, it's negative energy. Same thing with a spouse or a significant other or a friend. You need to choose someone that you have a good relationship with so there's positive energy around it because otherwise you're going to be in your head literally talking to yourself and complaining about what a pain in the rear end your spouse is or your parent is. So, anyway, this whole body double concept totally works for me. And I've noticed that it also works for my son Marcus. There is something about once we get him into the house. And he goes into his bedroom where he has a recording studio set set up. We are just out of luck. And I can go back there and I can check on him every 15 minutes. He is just not going to move forward. And so what it might take an hour for him to do, he can literally be in there for four hours and still not get it done. So what we started to do is we started to pick him up after school. We'd go grab a snack for him and then, or we'd let him go grab his own snack. And then we'd go to a coffee shop. And literally he would knock out his homework or whatever he needed to get done in 45 minutes or less. Marcus has a really fast processing speed. I often feel like he's kind of like a wild tiger and we just have to corral him and get him sitting down and focused and, you know, initiate and start working on his homework and get it done. I've also learned that I don't ask him Are you done with your homework? Are you working on your homework? I have to be much more specific. I think it totally irritates him when I have these broad, open-ended questions. And I think it also causes this confusion and lack of focus in his brain where he starts to get anxiety about, oh my gosh, okay, what am I supposed to do? And am I working on it? Versus if I say to him, How many math problems do you have left? Or how many paragraphs do you need to still write on your English paper? That just seems to go over a lot better. And I get the sense that it focuses him um, back on whatever it is that he's working on. Now, this body double concept is also why when we have to do something especially yucky, like for example, clean up the garage or clean up the attic, it is so much easier to do that if other people are helping you like the whole family joins in and it's kind of like herding cats, you know, to get my family into the garage. But once we start, it always works. And the thing is we build these projects up like we put them off for weeks. And so we start thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to take, you know, two days to do it. It's going to take three days to do it. It's going to take a week to do it. When we finally get into the garage, it takes usually at most half a day and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I am working on a project, like for example, the garage or my closet and I am successful at completing it, I have all this positive emotion around it and it motivates me, right? It motivates me to pull out the tchotchka drawer and clean that or go to the pantry and straighten out the pantry or go to the garage and start working on the garage. So definitely once you start, I don't know. I guess that's an ADHD brain thing, right? Sometimes then we have difficulty stopping because there is so much positive emotion. And that is really the goal is flipping that emotion from negative to positive. Now, my husband is an ADHD at all. In fact, he is a total linear thinker. One of those people who, oh, his calendar, I mean, his to-do list on his calendar, there's 50 things to do every single day and he gets them all done but he hates to do the receipts for taxes, you know, the stuff that we have to give to our CPA. And so without fail, he usually picks a Sunday. He brings all of his work down into the family room and will kind of, you know, put on a movie and he will spend the day going through the receipts for taxes. And so, you know, even he is using this kind of body double concept to get him to do something, you know, to create more positive emotion so that, He can do something that he really hates to do and does not want to do. So we have Linda Anderson and a bunch of other ADHD experts, you know, commenting on why this whole body double idea even works. And that's all good and wonderful, but I wanted to hear from real women. So I went to our Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women, and I decided that um, I wanted to know from them... Why does body doubling work for you and how and when does it work best? So Jennifer Jasterbold, who is one of our members, she initially commented, and I thought this was really interesting. When I want to hear something externally, like a speaker, or let's say I'm in church and I want it quiet so I can hear, background music or background noise drives me crazy. However, when I want to hear something internally, meaning... I need to write or create something that comes from inside of myself. She didn't write that. I added that. I want that noise. Could we be any weirder people? I listen to music at work. I just started a new job. And the first day I walked into the office of 15 people and it was absolutely quiet. I thought I was going to have to quit. And I can totally relate to that. When I'm trying to hear someone speak, the background music literally... Just like with Jennifer makes me crazy, but when I want to work on something that is coming from within me, so I have to write a paper, I have to write a blog post, I have to put together a podcast, I need the background noise, that white noise in order to focus me and get me to complete whatever it is that I'm working on. All this said, you really need to test all of this for yourself. Remember, our brains are all wired differently. So what works for you may not work for me. And I have to tell you, you know, really loud and animated is too much. But just short of that works for me. For example, if, you know, I'm in a coffee shop, I'm thinking of, I was there last week and there were these two guys. They could not be cuter. They were probably in their mid twenties and one was like six four and really shot. So they're both like into Star Wars. Okay. So that'll kind of give you an idea. Okay. As far as a visual and one of them was probably six five and he had this. Bad posture, and he kind of lurched over. And I mean, they were so cute and nerdy. And the other one reminded me of a little elf. He had red hair and a red beard and so much energy. I mean, I looked at him and I thought, that guy's got ADHD. And he was so cute. He was talking to everybody in line. By the time he got to the front, he had already, I guess he taught music in the schools, in the public schools. He had already gotten a job offer from an administrator that was standing in line waiting for coffee by the time he got to the front of the line. I mean, that's how animated he was. And I was just fascinating just watching these two. And at one point, this has nothing to do with the body double, but it shows how distracted I can get, right? At one point, the shorter of the two, the animated one said to this, to his friend, you know I have this new star wars movie i don 't know what it was that he had video game and and he asked him, you know would you be interested in after we get coffee going over and you know playing this game or watching this movie?" And I thought that the big, taller, really shy guy that was really introverted, you know, he kind of had this horrified look on his face. And I thought, oh my God, he hates this idea. And he he looked at his friend and he said, I would be so honored. And so I just thought that was the cutest thing. And I was just so fascinated by these two that there was no way I was going to get to my work. And I kept thinking, you guys need to leave. You guys need to leave because there was just something about them that just sort of drew me in. So clearly... There are times when, and and they were super loud. Well, the the short guy was super loud. And so because he was so loud and he was so animated, his energy drew me in. And so that is a no-go. I don't get, you know, I can't get anything done if that's the situation. Anyway, it used to be that you needed to be physically present to engage in this body double concept. But guess what? virtual works just as well for me and for most others. And in our free group, we have a SaaS, which is called a Smart Ass Solution, which we call Study Hall. And we started it on Tuesdays, and we used to go from 10.30 to 12.30, but, you know, Everybody kept saying it's not long enough. So what we're doing is we're creating a new room that's going to be open 24-7, and you just show up when you need to get something done. And if no one is there, our thought was you can go back into our Facebook group, and you can recruit someone to join you. So that is one of the things that we're implementing, because you'd be really surprised how well the virtual body double works. It works almost as well. Actually, it works just as well. If I think about it as the coffee shop option, because every single time I'm going to get up or I'm thinking about getting up and going to get a cup of coffee or, you know, getting distracted by something else, I look up where we're on a zoom room and I see all these other women working and I'm thinking, okay, I can't do this. I can't get up. I have to wait for our break. The coffee shop works really well for me too, and for most of us, but you need to try it. You know, just as I said, you know, about those those two Star Wars guys that were in the coffee shop last week, it may be too much stimulation for your brain. You know, it may overwhelm you. So you just got to test it. You know, it would probably drive a lot of neurotypical brain people crazy. And I have this idea that 95% of the people that are in the coffee shops that are working are ADHD, and the other 5% just left. So, Christy Gibson Courier, who's in our group, she said this about the coffee shop. She said, I do better in a coffee shop or restaurant situation. The action and talking goes on all around me, but it's not related to me or my work, so I'm not interrupted. In open concept workspaces, it is definitely a detriment to my work because in theory, it all could apply to me because it's my work, right? So, I am very distracted. And I would totally agree. I've never worked in an office without a door. I cannot even imagine being in a cubicle. I think that would probably get me fired within the first week. I would never get any work done. So let me share why our members felt that the body double concept worked for them so well. Makia Kamara said, with other people, as long as they're focused too, it keeps me accountable. The noise helps me focus as long as it's not too loud. It's like white noise. I could only ever read for school when I was on a crowded bus. It also helps us initiate and get started, right? One of our members mentioned that after a few minutes, you generate this momentum and it's easy to keep going, especially if your body double is busy doing something as well and it's not a distraction to you. I can totally relate to this. This idea of a body double gets me started and then I can't stop, right? Because it pops me into my hyper-focus once I start, I usually have trouble stopping. What other reasons um, did our members cite? Well, if social interaction motivates you, then a body double fulfills the need we have for connection to others. So Val Vitale said, I feel it keeps me accountable. If people around me are in the same mode of productivity, I feed off of that energy. Also, it helps me feel like I'm not alone. I always work better when I feel like I'm working while doing something else. If I'm alone, sometimes the silence is deafening and all I hear is what's in my head. If I have music or TV on and I'm alone, it's easy to divert my attention away from the task. Yes, Val. (laughs) Also, the interaction with people makes it a bit more pleasurable to get a task done. Sarita Whedon said... For most of my life, I thought that I needed some external noise, distraction, etc., just because I come from a large family. And then I was diagnosed, and I realized there was this added layer, too. Being in an environment where others are working, like a coffee shop and are working in a setting with another person, like body, you know, a body double. We're calling both of them body doubling, but this is what Sarita said. It really helps me to number one, feel more accountability that I really have to do something with the time. And two, in a weird way, it eliminates the feeling of FOMO, that fear of missing out. When everyone around me is working in whatever way, then at least I don't feel like something more exciting is happening elsewhere. You know, Sarita, I come from a large family too, and I love chaos and the noise around me. I literally, I feed off it. It just gives me energy. And, you know, when my kids were young, we were always the house that everyone came to. And then when my daughter left for college, I really struggle with the loss of chaos, like the loss of noise, which has always been energy for me. In truth, I still kind of do. You know, I like activity. I like busyness. I like noise. It motivates me. It relaxes me. It makes me happy. So I can totally relate to your fear of missing out comment, Val. What else? Well, it helps you set a clear intention. You know where your focus should be. So if you're taking the time to go to a coffee shop, the library, or you've scheduled time to work with a friend, you've already planned what you're going to be working on. You schedule this time because you know what you need and you want to get done. That's different than just kind of showing up at your desk with no plan, which is exactly how we fall down. We fall down into those hour long Facebook media or email rabbit holes, right? Okay, what else? Well, it keeps us focused on what we're doing. It keeps us in our bodies and outside of our heads. So Anne Chance said, I think for me, it's the act of being outside my home. Within my house are all my distractions. Housework, the seven books I'm reading all at one time, my guitar, the art room, the exercise equipment, the kitchen, the half-done projects lying around my office. When I go to a coffee shop or a library, it is with the idea that I will get one thing done with none of the triggers that distract me at home. Elizabeth Quinn said something brilliant. I just loved the way she worded this. So let me tell you what she said. I've noticed that my kids benefit from having me as a study buddy. Sometimes it's enough to have me sitting there in the same room with them and asking, how's it going at regular intervals? I think having another person in the room helps me stay aware that time is passing. It's as if when they're alone, they have a tendency to wander off inside their heads. They can get mentally lost or adrift a bit. A homework concept gets them curious about something else and they go down the mental rabbit hole. But if there is another living, breathing body near them, they're less likely to wander completely off track. They don't disappear into their own minds when another person is physically present. They stay connected to the world outside their brains where things like clocks and deadlines and homework exists. I love that. Finally, it reminds us to get back to what we're supposed to be doing. You know, having a body double, being in a coffee shop, just having the energy of someone else around us. Now, I couldn't really relate to part of this, but clearly we have a bunch of very conscientious women in our Facebook group, and I kept hearing from members that they felt a responsibility to work and stay focused. However, whereas the body double should not provide accountability, many members of our group felt accountability just from being around other people. Emma Squire said, I have a combination of subconscious reasons. Oddly, having other people around makes me more accountable to myself. What would they think if I suddenly stopped what I was doing and started cleaning my desk or browsing the internet for whatever thought occurs to me at any moment? And somehow external noise and chaos, it calms my inner mind. I'm haphazardly listening and absorbing while I work instead of planning what I'm going to have for dinner, then looking up a recipe, then Googling some unknown ingredient from said recipe, then planning a vacation to where this ingredient originated, researching the Titanic event to make sure a cruise is safe. BrowsingAncestry.ca to see if I might have any long-lost relatives along the cruise route. And then, of course, looking up a pattern and ordering some yarn so I can crochet everyone hats in the color of our family tartan. You get the idea? Yeah, that was funny. Whitney Winter also mirrors the same thought. And what she says is, there's an unspoken pressure when someone else is there to be productive. For example, when I do the body double meetups that are in our Facebook group, I feel like I can't be a slacker because somebody else could potentially be watching. It's self-preservation and shame avoidance, exclamation, exclamation, a laughing face. Whitney always shows up doing something in her home, like some sort of project that she has to clean up. I think she's got like four kids. Kaylin Martinez says, I personally like having someone there as motivation in the sense that when I look up from what I'm doing, they're studying. And that's a cue for me to get back to it. Jamie Fisher, who definitely does have four kids, she gave us a hack for cleaning your house so you don't feel so alone. If I'm alone, I need music or a podcast to be productive, and that is totally me. There is no way that I could clean up anything in my home without something to do. Now, music probably would get me into my head, but a podcast would be great because I'm learning something so I can't get into my head. So in wrapping up, Francesca Rizzo gave us this top 10 list of why she uses a body double, and it's a great wrap-up. Her top 10 list goes like this. Number one, away games. Away from home, there are less personal distractions, household tasks, finishing tasks, TV, pets, etc. caffeination. In a coffee shop, there is visual and aural stimulation, and of course, coffee. Accountability embarrassed to let others see me F up. Four, bounce ability. Being able to ask questions, get help when I'm stuck, or read aloud what I'm working on and get feedback. That one would make me crazy, but you know what? We're all different. (laughs) Number five, second location. Commuting creates intention. The act of driving or walking to a new location helps solidify my intention. Number six, verbal statement. Saying my intentions out loud makes it realer. <laughs> Number seven, camaraderie. If a friend is present, either co-working or just reading the paper, it makes me feel loved and calmer. Number eight, forced breaks. It keeps me from scary eight-hour hyperfocus sessions where I don't even pee. Number nine, a defined event. Having a time, a place, and a plan to work with others makes it more special and different from everyday stuff. And finally, number 10, a pat on the back. When I'm done, there's people to see, in big caps, S-E-E, I've accomplished something you know what? We're creative people. So we need to use that creativity and then test to see what works for us. Because in general, the neurotypical suggestion of go to a really quiet room and don't talk to anybody where no one else is there, bottom line, we are creative people. So we need to use that creativity and then test to see what works for us. Because in general, that neurotypical suggestion of go to a really quiet room where no one is there and focus does not work for us. I can't remember what podcast it was. Maybe it was a Facebook Live that I did, but I talked about this woman who could not seem to get her thesis done for her master's. She finally just hired a nanny, and her nanny's sole job was to be in her home while she worked, bring her lunch, make her stop working at 5 p.m. every day, and call her at 10 and tell her to get into bed. She basically hired a body double. I would love to hear from you about some creative workarounds that you've built for yourself in getting your work done. So another reminder that we do have body double meetups in our uh, Facebook group, ADHD for smart ass women. And we call them SASs, another smart ass solution. And we just changed the name to study hall. Again, they are hosted between 1030 and 1230 PM PST every Tuesday. But as I mentioned before, we are going to do a 24 seven trial of this whole study hall idea, this body double idea. And what that means is you can pop in at any time. If you need a body double, if no one's there, you can go into the group and ask if someone will come join you over there. And we're just going to see how that works. Now, Maxine Lima Morris just went to a body double session last week for the first time in our group. And she said, having that timer going and everyone was so determined to focus on that one thing that really motivated me. So I guess when I'm in a group setting and there's goal in mind and a time limit, I am being held accountable instead of me just being alone. If I was alone, I would let distractions take over. So I'd love to know what you think. As always, you're listening to ADHD for smart-ass women. If you like what you're hearing, I would so appreciate if you drop us a review. If you'd like to know more about me, our patent-pending cartography system that teaches you how to align who you are with what you do, or if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, go to my website at tracyotsuka.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-O-T-S-U-K-A.com and click on podcast in the navigation bar. You're going to see a microphone to your right where you can leave me an audio message. You can also reach out to me at tracy at tracyotsuka.com. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Ansuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group go look it up. We're a totally smart-ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.